What's up, everyone? This is the All In Audio Experience. Presented by Undefined Complex. Based in Huntsville, Alabama. With your creators, Trent Malone and Jordan Allen. We are the new voice of the Rocket City. So get prepared for talks on financial literacy, the state of the culture, and an introduction to the undiscovered gems of the 256. So watch us pour into you as you pour into us. And enjoy the ride. Peace. Welcome to the All In Audio Experience, everybody. We got a special guest today. He's a DJ. Welcome, DJ Scheme, to the floor. DJ Scheme. Yes, sir. How you doing today, bro? What's happening? Pretty good. Yeah, what's happening? So, we appreciate having you here. Uh, this is my first time meeting you, but uh, we're just gonna dive into a little bit of your your story, your passion, what you're doing. So. Just starting out, uh, how'd you get into DJing? Like, where'd that start out for you? Did it start out in high school? I know you went to Skiggy. Did it start out at Skiggy? Yeah, I mean, I got the, I ain't going to say the typical story on how it started, but essentially, I mean, I had some. So when I went to Skiggy, it started at Skiggy back in, like, I say I officially started DJing, like, seriously in, like, 2016, probably 2016, but how it kind of started <clears throat> it's like my junior year i had moved into this on-campus apartments and i had some roommates from cali la they literally changed my whole life like i ain't gonna say they changed my life but they changed how i kind of like live my life because they, they move they live differently than somebody from alabama yeah. you know what i'm saying they live life a lot faster um i was an engineer major so I was always in class. So when it, when it comes to the, when I get to the crib, it's a function every night almost. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm coming to the crib at like 11 o'clock function. So essentially what ended up happening, I had one roommate. He uh, had a tunes on iTunes. This is pre-streaming era also. So I want people to realize that this is before streaming was real popular. So all we had was iTunes. So you just, iTunes and YouTube. So he used to, you know, have all the ratchet funk, I mean, all the ratchet uh, music, all that stuff going on. But the way we used to always get people out, they'd be like, okay, it's time to start scheming. So my play, my R&B playlist is always, I got one of the coldest R&B playlists ever. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been an R&B fan. I'm going to take that over any trap music, over anything like the chill music. So. It just, you know, periodically, you know, they'd be like, okay, scheme, go get your laptop. Or they'd be like, Marlon, go get your laptop. So I go get my laptop, you know, for the next hour or so, you know, it's time to start scheming. So uh, yeah. that's kind of how that was like the the soup, the the very, very beginning. Now, how I actually got into DJing and actually was like, okay, I'm finna DJ for real. So I started out on youtube so it's, i do house parties here and there on youtube i open 10 tabs like literally i just open up 10 tabs so this is how <clears throat> this is actually how i got good at song selection because if you imagine trying to dj off of youtube you literally gotta be 10 songs ahead because you gotta wait on this load college wi-fi is terrible so it's like i'm opening up tabs open up tabs while this song playing I got four more songs that I'm gonna load. So I'm always four or five songs ahead of what I'm finna do. I'm about to say, like, uh, you ain't have to like watch out for ads too, then you so like, that's why you have to do it. So what you're doing <laughs> is while this one playing, make sure it volume down on everything else. You see what I'm saying? So then you oh yeah, you upload and then it's like that's how you keep it flowing. But that's how, you know, and then I used to have house parties pretty decent, you know. So then after that, it was one night. Young Thug had a concert during SJ week. And it was right this this is top five craziest nights of my life i'm not gonna go into all the details of what happened that night but i like i would legitimately say if i ever have a night crazier than in my life god help me like for real but anyways <laughs> it was that crazy bro like somebody got shot outside my apartment oh. my floor caved in like it was like yeah, yeah. 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 like, it's like yeah a floor caved in <laughs> yeah. i was like what yeah, it was like that type of idea. So, I mean, essentially, I know the first two. I know the exact two songs that came to Florian. So, I'm on my laptop at this point. And 
I play Look at the Flick of the Wrist. 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 And then I play Know Yourself by Drake. Baby. So, Flick of the Wrist got him there. And then I played, literally, I was not mixing or nothing. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just on the button, on my computer clicking buttons. And then, you know, when it get to, I was running through the seats with my oh. bloom. Whole floor caved in. I ain't even know though. So I'm still going. So then my homegirl come up to me and was like, hey, you know your floor caved in. Said, it was at this moment he knew he fucked up. And I said, what you mean? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm no. like, what you mean? Cause like I felt the floor bouncing, but I didn't like think it was like it's ski. So you know what I'm saying? It's old. So you think, okay, this happened all the time, but like the floor literally caved in, bro. So at that point, I get kicked out of my apartment because we were already the worst tenants, probably. And yeah, we came to Florida and get kicked out. And at that point, scheme was born, essentially. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, so that's the energy right there. <laughs> Y'all through the floor. Yeah. How is how did the floor cave in? Y'all on the first floor? What it was on the third floor. Y'all on the third floor. 303A is probably the most. If you went to Tuskegee between 20. Was that 2014 or like no nah, 2013 yeah 2014 to probably about 2016 like that's one of the most legendary apartments trust me <laughs> 303a is and then it's like the next morning i had like a scholarship convocation my mom came down there and it's like i had overslept so she already knew what my apartment was so she knocking on the door it's like it's young ladies in there cooking oh <laughs> Uh, not, full, not fully dressed oh, <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like this you it's like all the aftermath of the floor caving in and us having a function and then it's just like first thing she do she see me coming out putting the towel on she was like oh yeah this is how you live your life i think that was her like first time coming actually into my apartment while i was at tuskegee and i was just like hey let's go to this college script convocation at least i'm you know get my grades so yeah <laughs> Dang, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's what I said. That's top it's top two craziest nights of my life. You know what I'm saying? If I ever have a night crazy night, I don't I don't know. I don't so know. would you say like meeting those friends and like being introduced to that different lifestyle kind of hit a switch for you? Yeah. Like, that, Cause it's like I say I'm more like an intro introvert naturally, you know. Mm -hmm. So they kind of gave me somewhat of that confidence and I guess something to kind of branch out to another side outside of the, like introvert part so i i, I would have i wouldn't say i pr i definitely wouldn't be djing if i wouldn't live, live with them like because they just you know so it was my dog so it's just like we was cool so when I, when i see how they move and it's like i kind of just i won't say they influenced me but they kind of helped me come out of my shell a little yeah, bit more, have you fun. know what i'm saying so that's dope. Yeah. i feel you on that like that's something that i'm trying to work through you know yeah. introvertedness being behind the scenes not really trying to yeah. get in front of people like that so yeah yeah man that's shoot that unlocked a whole new a yeah. whole new life for you for yeah real. definitely definitely yeah definitely. so that's that's amazing right yeah. there um so you was an engineering major at the time so how was that balance you finally at this point this is what junior senior year so, when you start mm -hmm. really getting into it how did that balance go as far as trying to focus on that and you DJing was it too much or so well so I guess when I officially like really started DJing I was about to graduate like it was I had maybe eight nine hours a semester of serious coursework like I wasn't doing nothing like you know what I'm saying I had a music course because it was, it was my fifth year at Tuskegee when I really 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 started DJing okay so at that point I'm about to graduate like I'm chilling like super chilling so um as far as balance i definitely miss class all the time because i was djing in the calf like it was events that i was having to do um but i didn't realize that i couldn't dj until i left tuskegee mm -hmm. so you know i kind of i don't i guess the the family or i guess the the family culture of tuskegee how small it is you know it wasn't until because at this point i'm still fresh like you know what i'm saying i'm still like okay I'm turned. I can turn up house parties. Everybody kind of know me around here. So it's like 
they're going off more so the hype of who I am or just, you know what I'm saying, who I am on campus versus, versus me actually being a DJ. So I actually, when I graduated and I did Alabama Freak Neat, that's when I was like, oh boy, I'm trash. Like I was, I'm like, I realized how garbage I was because I was on the lineup with like four other DJs. And I was like, this one of my main partners to this day, his name is DJ Ziggy. He from Pensacola. Bruh, he showed me that I could not DJ. Like when I seen him do his set, I was like, oh, I and that's when that's I really got in the really lab. Is. Yeah. So that was that was fall 2016. That's when I realized that okay, I really can't DJ for real. You know what I'm saying? So and I have I had been out of school about three, four months, just started working too. So I was that's when I re- I was like, yeah. Okay, get in the lab, basically. I got you. So would you say you had, like, maybe the natural talent to feel the mood of the crowd, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. energy, you know, Mm -hmm. with songs to play, that kind of came to you naturally, but, like, maybe what's the technical size of the stuff you had to learn? Because I know when I see a DJ booth, I just see a bunch of buttons. Right, right. I mean, same stuff that you would have on a typical mixer outside of your your platters or your turntables, whatever you use. But um, for DJing, what I say, when I always talk to – aspiring young DJs or somebody trying to like think about hopping in the game or whatever. Song selection always has been, always will be undefeated, regardless of how many tricks you can do with the music, all that. If you can't pick a song, I don't care what you can do. So that would always save me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So outside of that, the technique, I mean, I'm still learning to this day, like four years for me and on top of balancing a full-time career that I was doing, that I've been doing for the past four years too, is just, I haven't been practicing. I haven't even had the headspace to be able to practice like I need to, you know. So, I mean, my techniques have gotten a lot better, uh, but I got a long way to go still, honestly. Okay. Long way to go. So, I guess we can talk about your your way into the, the career. How did that, I guess, the career side, what were you doing? And... Are you still doing that? Career is in. As in your. What I went to school for? Yeah, what you went to school for. Oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, growing up, my dad basically forced me to be an engineer. I feel like not not intentionally. Like, this is all he knew. So, I've been bred to be an engineer my whole life. And, and that's a mechanical engineer, not an audio engineer. But, yeah, he kind of bred me to do that. So, I had great school success you know i had an intern i had plenty of internships intern with exxon png uh intern with the government so when i graduated it wasn't too hard for me to get a job so i ended up going to the workforce <clears throat> can't really say i enjoyed it at all i worked i don't know at least five different i work with at least five different types of engineering jobs and i haven't found one that necessarily gives me the fulfillment that I would want it paid Gucci, super Gucci, like never complain about the pay. Mm. But as far as me waking up every day and having to just walk in there, it's like it affected my work performance. It affected my, you know, it affected my life really. Cause I'm ultimately having to put a mask on every day. No pun intended, but like <laughs> yeah. literally having to put a mask on yeah. every day and abide by a certain you know play a game a certain way and it's just it's nothing wrong with it but it's just not the game i want to play you know i don't want to i don't it just don't i don't fit into that mode as much as i try you know because i've been at this i'm 27 now so i've been doing engineering at least since if i'm just talking about in school at least since i was 18 19 years old so you gotta think i didn't try it like i didn't and it just didn't work so um i just I, I don't know. So I, I guess now I got laid off as of recently from my uh, previous job due to funding being cut and COVID. And I don't have a desire to go back. Yeah, I, I've been out. Ahead. I've been out for 30 days. And it's if I could just give it like a, like a little bit of advice to anybody to kind of like contemplating, it's never going to be a perfect time for you to like go do what you want to do. Like it's never going to be a perfect time. Except the perfect time is lit. I know it's cliche. I hear people say it all the time, like, do it now, but literally do it now. Cause it's like, y'all see our stuff going, bro. This will be over with. You don't know when it'll be over with for you. So it's like, mm-hmm. you kind of got to like do it now. And if you can, like, literally try to balance, cause you still got to eat. That's why I tell people too, like, 
my whole premise of why I was still doing engineering was like it was keeping my bills paid. So you got to find that happy medium. And then when it's time for you to really if you know that's what you really want to do, you got to do it. Right? You just got to be like, OK, if I'm going to try it. And it's like me. I feel like God really was like, OK, you don't trust me. So let me holler at you real quick. And then he sent me to the crib from other job because it's like, really, I'm not saying I got I'm not the type of person to get comfortable, but I feel like I could put a whole lot more effort into, you know what I'm saying? Because I knew I didn't want to do it no more. So it's like, well, why I'm wasting time? You know, mm-hmm. so it's just like when you get to that, it's that level of faith. You just you really got to be, you know, because I never doubted myself or anything. It was just more so like, oh, I still want to I'm ultimately being greedy. That's why I feel like it was more so me being greedy. Like, okay, I want this check and I want to get this check. But it's like this, it ain't about the check. You know, it's just your sanity at the end of the day. And yo, you know, you don't want to go to sleep being like, well, if I did this, you know, if I just gave, left that a little earlier, it's just like, nah, bro, just go do that. Just do but it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> like, for real, bro, it's like, and you'll see sometimes with some of these slogans and some of these, even these people that you, you know, consider to have success in your field, the field that you aspiring to be in, like, they don't just be yapping, bro. Like it's it it be sounding like fluff sometimes, but like once you really tap into what you're trying to do, you're gonna be like, okay, I see where they're coming from, you know. Like mm-hmm. so you said something there, because I guess uh once you tap in and you start having that faith in what you're doing, yeah, you go back and start looking at conversations, maybe just watching a show, and the stuff that they say kind of resonate mm-hmm. a little harder, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Would you say uh another thing that might uh like you said, it's part of it being greedy. Was there like a little dry period that you didn't want to go through? Maybe like, maybe it's like uh, you used to getting these checks in, and so now you going to do what you want to do. So the checks stop coming in, and you invested in yourself, but you you got to have some faith that you're gonna be able to eat even if the money not coming in. Type right. thing is that what you had to go through? Like what? So like when I first graduated, I was in ski. That's my primary market that I DJ. But I moved yeah. back to the crib, so. I'm not getting booked at the crib. Yeah. I'm not living in ski. So it's like, ultimately I don't got no check coming in. And then I turned down a job because I wasn't satisfied with the location. Cause they had me in the middle of 10 buck to, I, I literally don't somewhere called was Pennington, Alabama. Like I literally don't know where it was. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. So what ended up happening with that. I go home, don't have a job. And then I'm not getting booked. So, I mean, me, I had only been DJing. I hadn't been DJing, like, consistently more than – I don't even think it had been six months. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, I'm going to just go get a job. So I go get – I get an engineering job, and I'm low-key locked – I'm locked into that job for too long. It's like I'm still DJing on the weekends. I'm literally going to work Monday to Thursday, Friday. I'm pretty much every Friday I got to take a half day. You know, so I'm that's, that's kind of where it was for me for the past three years. Like, I mean, with over three years till last year, 2019 is when I kind of backed out, you know, and then what what really made me have to leave my engineer or make me want to leave working for like the government was having to go overseas all the time. Like I was in Korea, man, I had to do 30 day, 30 days at a time. Sometimes it was I think the year what 2018, I was in Korea 90 days out the year. And that's when I took a step back and I was like, no, because I'm missing too much. I was missing money and I was missing bookings. And it's like, for what? To be in Korea working for the government. It's it's a it's a beautiful opportunity, great opportunity, but it was like it wasn't for me. And that's what really made me like, okay, let me buckle down a whole lot more than I've been doing. Cause I'm finna go down a route that I don't even I couldn't even imagine doing more than about three or four years. At that at max, like yeah, you was gonna be stuck yeah. in that bubble. Yeah, and I can relate relate to that as far as like I was at Kroger for the longest, mm-hmm. bro, and then I just quit. My parents like, what? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, bro, I just can't. The mindset of people, the environment. I've been here too long, and I'm gonna end up being stagnant. So I gotta revert my focus back to everything else that we doing now. Mm-hmm. So I feel you on that 100. Yeah. percent um so as far as the job went you just you did that were you able to accumulate the money that you wanted to like have yourself kind of comfortable now to the point where 
you ain't got to really worry about does this DJ money bring in stuff right now? You, have you been able to solidify yourself kind of through the three, four years of engineering? I mean, yeah, but I guess the way I look at it, DJing for me is not the it's not the end game. So it's like I I'm I'm a natural born hustler by just by default, just because of how I am. So it's it's not about I guess for me being able to sustain myself for with the DJing as it is. And that's why I kind of embrace losing my job because now it's forcing me to think of other ways to make money too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like I know I, I've been able to save a few coins over the years doing that, but mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I've also invested that into myself and I've also been investing that into, you know what I'm saying, other things. So I may not have the full liquid cash available that I, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's stuff, money tied up, you feel me? But it's like, I'm good at the end of the day because it's investment and my money still making money, but it's like my cash flow is not the same as it was. So it's like, I got to get my cash flow back to how how it was but i still got to stay doing what i want to do so that's just forcing me to literally use my creativity my natural you know i'm saying hustling spirit to figure out okay i ain't doing no engineering right now so i got more time to think now i just gotta apply myself to get that cash flow back in the game you know so Mm -hmm. yeah that's where that faith kind of come in yeah no that's definitely it's nothing but faith that's all you got you know faith in yourself faith in god faith in whatever you know what i'm saying you you gotta have something though okay so before we get into like what you branch it out into to uh kind of get to that next level uh where did the quality control qc stuff start coming into play like when did you get in touch with them instagram instagram Instagram. oh okay so simple simple bro as much and it's like this what the introvert parts of me just like me being an introvert just really it it hurts me because i hate like when i tell you i don't say i hate social media but i like i hate having to like produce stuff for so like i hate having to have a social presence like i do like, i really i really really do i do not like like if i could just dj pop up and everybody just be like, oh there goes you know what i'm saying but it's like in today's world i don't care what you're doing like, I don't care what you're doing. You have to have a digital presence. Like, you have to. And so with the whole the QC DJ Coalition thing, Mr. Two, this guy named Mr. Two Official, um, he made a post. And one of my friends tagged me in it. And then I posted on my story. I was like, hey, y'all go tag me in this. I think maybe. And the crazy part is you realize how many people do and don't support you, even though they be watching. I posted on my story. I said, y'all go tag me in this maybe four people tagging but but because oh, i forgot to mention this y'all i um while i was at ski i did i was over the media t- well I, me and my one of my line brothers we actually had this thing where we we produced our own tv show and we also was over the media team while we were there so my what saved me in that situation i feel like or what helped me in that situation was the presentation of my Instagram you know it's not I don't have the best Instagram in the world but it's crisp it's straight to the point and you know what I'm saying when you go to my page like, okay he do this he do that that's all you need to like that's that's your website that's your that's your ultimately your digital business card and mm. in, in today so it's like if you if you think about now if you trying to I guess give your elevator speech or just you trying to introduce yourself yourself to somebody like granted People still do give out business cards, but what's first? What's one of the first things people usually ask you? Do you got an Instagram? Do you have a Facebook? You know what I'm saying? They don't really ask you. Sometimes they ask about Twitter, but that's more. But they're gonna ask about that Instagram. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're going to ask. So it's like that's that shows you that's ultimately your 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 digital business card slash website. So if that's not reflecting of your brand or yourself or like even if you was trying to get a job, and that's your resume. Like if you if if this not clean cut, like you gonna they're gonna toss you out whether you good or not. You know what I'm saying? It's not even about a talent aspect or like it's literally can you present yourself in a way that I wanna, you know what I'm saying, that I can vibe with you. So that's that's how I got locked in with it, man. But it's I don't want people to get it too twisted, like it's a DJ coalition. It's not like I'm signed to QC or anything. Like I'm literally 
part of their DJ, like the official DJ coalition, which is still plugged though. It's a nice plug to have regardless. But that's yeah. nice. Sure. Yeah. That's nice for sure. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess with that, were you able to I guess kind of branch out? What who all were you able to get in touch with through this this coalition that you've been able to, you know, be a part of now that you um are doing that? Uh Different DJs, and of course, you know, the guy, uh, Mr. Two Official, he's over marketing for them. So, okay. you know, that's that's a good that's that's the main connecting. You know, like I always tell people, you two phone calls away from who you need to get in touch with. So, you know, maybe maybe I'm one call I'm one call away now. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. I want to holler at P or Coach K, I'm one call away. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's uh, that's that's that's, and then don't don't let the title. Do more for the title than the title can do for you. You know what I'm saying? So if you got a stamp behind your name, don't be like, oh, because I'm stamped, I'm already gone. Like, nah, you still got to do something. Like, you got to leverage it for you, you know? So mm-hmm. that, that's that's kind of how I am for me. Like, I don't sit here and be like, oh, that's what I got. But I, I, I leverage it when I can and how I can. So I was about to get into the management aspect. Uh, I know recently you tweeted out about being an A&R, so I've been like just – just been looking at stuff. I see you got a studio coming up. So what's some plans for the future? Also been checking out some of your artists because uh, one of your boys, Keys, he real nice. Hey, that boy real nice. Hey, Keys, Keys, Keys got it, man. Like for real, Keys really got it, you know. And it, and it's just a matter of like I told y'all in today's in today's music game, like you really got to be able to market yourself properly. That's 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 more important. Ain't no, it's more important than the music. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> It is like it really is like I, I. It's sad to say it, but and I feel like it's somewhat always been like that though. Like how you yeah. get your name out there is always important. Like that's gonna be more important than the product. That's like half the battle. You, yeah. you, the music is okay. We got that now. How are we gonna get it out here? Yeah. Like you gotta focus on that. So mm-hmm. especially with streaming, it's too many people that can drop. You know what I'm saying? It's millions of songs probably drop a day. I don't even know the stats, but it's too many for you to even think about not being able to focus on marketing but from a management aspect i've had because of my i've studied social media marketing for a long time i've studied media marketing for a long time so i do have i am somewhat savvy when it comes to that on you know a variety of platforms and um that kind of that gave me the so so all of us go let's go back a little bit so when i think for me as a DJ in game, like I don't look at, okay, I'm going to be spinning records my whole life. I always step back and be like, okay, I look at myself more so going into the mogul route. You know, I'm going to, the, the notoriety is going to come for me DJing, of course, but okay, it's going to come a point in time like basketball. I always, I'm a basketball fan, so I like to compare stuff to basketball. In the NBA, you're, a good career lasts you 10 years, right? Maybe you have a good, you can last 10 years in the league, you got 10 years. So it's like, I can't spend records forever. So what I'm going to do after that? You know what I'm saying? So after I'm done spending records, and you can have a long career in DJing because it's not really based off your athletic ability or anything, but it's all based off your, your how relevant you are, um, you know, your notoriety. And it's a lot of that stuff can give, can come and go. You know, saying give or take the circumstances. So it's like outside of that, what can you do? So I was like, I definitely love throwing oops to people. Like I, I love throwing, I love helping somebody out. I don't care who it is. Like I, I will always go out my way to help somebody. I won't go out my way to harm you, but I will always go out my way to help somebody. So managing artists, and artists usually don't. For me, when I step back, very few, artists are good at making art. Like, so when it comes to the business side and when it comes to the marketing themselves, they don't really focus on that because they focus on the music, which is fine, which is which is what you're supposed surprise to surprise you though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You'll meet somebody and like you've been listening to their stuff. So you got this image, image, this person, you yeah. meet them and it's like, no, nah, they really just that person. Like yeah. they really yeah. continue. Yeah. So that's 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 how I got, you know, that's how I started diving into the management. But you know, I had to be also very careful on that because it's a lot of work for one. And I also had to be careful on who I attach my name to, you mm-hmm. know, because if it's not on brand for me and it's not 
if you not coming as hard as I am, I ain't got nothing for you. You know what I'm saying? I really, I really can't do like I, I can give you tips and pointers on like maybe if I take a back, take a step back and look like okay, let me hear some of your music, let me check out some of your visuals, let me check out you know your cover art, all that maybe your production, how your production sounds. I can give you pointers and stuff on that from my perspective, but for me to fully commit to managing you, I have to, for one, I got to really believe in you. And and I won't even say I could believe in you, but it go back to like, if it's not on brand for me and how I move, it's not much I can really do for you. You know what I'm saying? So, and I feel like even with major artists and major labels, it's a lot of artists that get into the wrong situations or with the somewhere they don't necessarily fit into that and it kind of hurts them it hurts them career wise but for me with Keith it's like we went to school together for one and we I won't even say we were just super super close we had a lot of mutual friends but I mean we knew each other uh he he actually had a clothing line that he kind of creative culture that he did pretty well and I always i'm big on supporting show love get love back and I, and I don't show love to get love back but you know it's you put that energy out there it's gonna come back so he when he used to do that i always a cop something just by default and he had some he had some heat that i always cop but i always would cop so when he started rapping i was like okay okay he really like he's solid so then he dropped another project and he stayed consistent that was my main thing he stayed consistent bro and when he stayed consistent and his sound improved I was like, okay, he taking it serious. So I think we kind of, I think he, he might've asked me, but I had already told one of my partners, I said, bro, I'm gonna have to help start. I'm gonna ask Keith if I want to start managing. That'd be the first artist that I really managed. And, you know, we kind of chopped it up, started doing it. And then I was like, yeah, I fully, you know what I'm saying? I fully commit to being his manager because he got the work ethic for one, sound for two, you know? And then after that, we can make everything else shake. You know, and we just the first project that I had my hands fully on was the last one. He just dropped Quit Playing 2. I say it was my first project being his manager. So some mistakes were made on both ends. I will say that learning lessons. But overall, I can say I'm somewhat satisfied with how it went down. Um We'll, 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 we back at the drawing board, of course, and we, you know, we're going to improve on what we did, and you know, we'll, we'll see. Y'all gonna have to watch out though. We gonna, I, I say, and and this is this has off the Alabama music scene. I know, I know, it's kind of, I'm not trying to be like that, but Alabama music scene, especially Mobile and Birmingham, I, I need people to pay attention, bro, because it's like we just don't have that major city to like funnel artists through or that major like connect to funnel artists through but it's a lot of talent like a lot and i'm sure it goes for that for any state in a particular region but alabama is getting overlooked a lot but only for so long because i mean we oh, i ain't even got to go down the list i really don't but you not no cap rallo flow million that's mobile alone OMBPs. you know what i'm saying then you got birmingham yavo soldier uh Lil bam Cinco, like it's a lot of people, bro, and them just the the main people that you know that you kind of seeing. But and I remember the first time I saw No Cap, I saw No Cap when I had to DJ a baby concert, probably like three four years ago, and I didn't, I had no idea who No Cap was, and I don't even think he was booming yet like that. So, but somebody's like, hey, this play, I think somebody passed me his music on his jump drive, and then he just started performing i'm like hey bro this is ryan like i'm like i never heard it before and that's when i was like okay and then i hear no cap name two three years later i'm like hey bro this nigga nice like he really nice bro like for real so bama music scene on the way um but to go back to your questions uh about the anr i always one of my i guess if you want to say it's like three people i look up to in the dj world is drama Khaled and Jazzy Jeff. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and that's where you kind of, it's a reason that I look up to all them. I look up to Jazzy Jeff from a technique and actual art of DJing perspective. You know, I look up the, I look up the drama from the mixtape slash being in the streets. Me and drama actually got the same birthday, bro, ironically. But 
Uh, yeah, I look up the drama for Gangster Grills is just undefeated. Like that household name of Gangster Grills, that that street aspect, that ultimately understanding how to like be as a DJ. You you don't gotta be street, but you gotta be in. Like you gotta get the people what they want, but you can't do that without being a part of it somehow. So drama never really lost that edge, and in my you know what I'm saying for what I see and Khaled. I mean, that's where the mogul come in. Like Khaled is one of the the best at what he does. You know what I'm saying? It's no, no, no con no conversation, no like it's no debate. You know, you ain't you know what you're getting from Khaled. And it's it's like the it's the icon aspect that I kind of like when I try to mold stuff. I was like, if I wanted to be like, okay, where I want to see myself, you just put all three of them together, and then you know, that's where I want my my game to be. So that's dope. Yeah. You really uh, do look at it like a basketball like way. Cause that's yeah. how folks be like, yeah, I like his handles, yeah. I like his shots. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for <laughs> real. And it's like cause you can't everybody not gonna be good at everything unless you burn. You feel me? So it's like it's like that's the only one. And I'm not even like a a super super burn fan. But yeah, um that's but I say that that's how I kind of I realized that drama was an A and R and I'm not heavy on producing per se and making beats and audio engineering. Cause I never really now I wish when I went to school, that's what I was doing in school versus what I went to school for. You know, if I was doing audio engineering versus mechanical engineering or like really sound and if I went to school for that, or maybe been, but me being from Alabama kind of hindered me being introduced to that until late. So I, by the end, I already got a degree. I'm kind of in my field. So it's like, okay, I look at that as, from the A&R aspect, my, like I said, I like the oops. So as a and I'm looking for music all day. I'm looking to plug in the next artist with whoever. So, you know, and if, even if that's me being an A&R to plug in the artist myself, like, you know what I'm saying? I have to be able to get in them streets, see who buzzing, see how they buzzing, who making noise, who got talent. And I just, I find a, a natural, you know what I'm saying? Natural passion for that. Um, and it don't really get boring. So with that, that's that's that AR is definitely longevity wise is where I would I could spend a pretty long time doing that without getting tired of it. And being blessed with the studio, so man, good to go back on me getting laid off, man. I get laid off. I'm sitting here trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. I'm like, okay. I walk into a situation like my cousin, like, yo, I know somebody got a studio, they need somebody to run it. And I'm like, don't tell me that. Like, don't tell me that. Please don't tell me that. For real. Because I'm like, you tell me that, I promise you, I'm going to have it packed out every time. Like, every easy. Time. Like, if I'm, especially if I'm in a central location like Atlanta, like, it just makes it so easy for me to do that because of my network. So, it's for me, it was more so, I always said I wanted my own studio, too. But this may not be my full-fledged own studio, but I'm locked in as one of the people that's going to run it. So, at the end of the day, you know, the guy kind of just need people in there. And Hey, I'm one of them best people that you in there, bro. And it, and that's when the faith comes in for me losing my job or not doing what I tell them to do because I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And then it's like stuff literally start falling in my lap out of nowhere, like out of nowhere. You know, somebody got me asked me to come out to Houston the other day for they um for their radio show to do, and they told me to do a set, and it's all off of Twitter. I'm telling you, it's it's with the world is become is shrinking. And, and the, the reason it's shrinking is because it's digital. So it's like, if you're di- the better your digital presence is, you know what I'm saying? The smaller the world get for you. Yeah. And that's, and that's, yeah, I would say the bigger your digital presence, the smaller the world, bro. For real. And it's, it's going to open some doors, but hey, still work on your talent, though. And still put that work. Don't, don't confuse with being a social media star or a social media person with not putting your work in because you still, that's just part of the game. No, like that's literally just part of the game. So yep. I just happen to be good at that game.
would you say your mechanical engineering helps with any of this? Maybe the way you think, maybe maybe some like technical stuff. Um fix fixing my equipment, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, 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 I guess. <laughs> when somebody break my equipment, I ain't gonna go into that. But yeah. <laughs> you got a yeah. story, y'all. Yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. But I mean the I say persistence. It teaches you kind of like being persistent with stuff. And I'd be like, man, if I could sit in the engineering building at three or four o'clock in the morning studying for a test, don't tell me I can't do something else that I want to do for that extended amount of time. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I did. I can't even tell you how many nights I was in the engineering building till the sun came up, like for real. So um, it that it definitely taught me a lot of persistence. Uh, it taught me in a professional setting you know how to really conduct myself in different professional settings so you know in the music industry granted it's all i'm from an artist the flashy part is there but there's a lot of business that got to get handled so um being able to conduct myself in those settings and i extended my network at the end of the day my network i got a network in professional settings too you know outside of music that's good may may or may not be beneficial but it's still you know it's good i can't really take away from that I, I don't have nothing bad to say for about it you know? mm. yeah. so as far as like you got the studio that's in atlanta mm-hmm. so are you trying to is that where you're gonna have your main location or are you yeah. going to bring in having something here nah. Or, nah. so uh, i mean i hate to say it like this but because i'm from here but I, I feel like this is a big problem with smaller towns and it's it's very 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 unfortunate it's very unfortunate so if you look at just the demographics of our hometown Huntsville Alabama what's the population of Huntsville I don't know just roughly maybe 200,000 maybe 200 250,000 so let's just for the sake of easy numbers just say 200,000 now we're talking about me being a hip-hop DJ so I'm not going to really go into a race thing about it, but like think about how many people out of them 200 really are hip hop fans, like serious hip hop fans. You're not even getting 20%. <laughs> so what's 20% of 200,000? Nathan. Nathan. I feel, you, I feel you, but but like half of like Dolph or somebody fans be like, go to that concert. There'll be white kids in the crowd. Right. But are they going to be i get that i get that aspect of it but they're not gonna be the hip-hop they go to your shows but how do you get the support like you're not even gonna reach them you're not reaching until until you get like the people i get i get the white kids and stuff gonna go to your shows but you're not gonna get them as fans until you got a solid solid base i feel you they're not the taste yeah yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna give you your first stamp you feel me? You gonna have to get that stamp from somebody else that's part of that culture because they hop on after you go mainstream. Yeah, that's that's. And then once you go, and it's like you can't come like you can come in mainstream, but coming in mainstream hip hop is very very hard because, especially when you independent because you have no label behind you. Label not gonna back you unless you already got a, a following. So it's like without that, it's like you and when you're trying to do that from a hometown. So and it's like me from a business perspective, I was come back and have a studio. Now I can record other artists outside of hip hop, but it's like the scene is not here. And when you try to create the scene, it's hard because outside of just a racial demographic, just look at the the industry that's here. Like Huntsville is built off Department of Defense and engineering and technology. Like this is a STEM city. This is like the STEM of the Southeast. So that's not really people that's going like, you know what I'm saying? They and Atlanta is so close. Nashville is so close. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of places that are close to where it's hard to build yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? That that scene here because it's the 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 demogra- the, the the eight the seventeen to twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine is not here. It's just not here. You can't make it be here either. I not, feel like you can that because that's one of my goals. Like, I really feel like I can get this city jumping. So you can, yeah, but. Like, it's the look when you're thinking about two hundred thousand people versus a million some people, you know what I'm saying? So you thinking about you getting twenty, even five percent of a million 
You know what I'm saying? No, I feel you, but I feel like to a certain extent, like Atlanta, that's theirs. Like I'll be telling folks, like you go to Atlanta, you stay in Atlanta for eight years, they could still be like, you not Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's not about being Atlanta though. I mean, I, I feel like so with him, it's like he got like instead of having to build something up, he already got that Atlanta that's already built on something yeah. musically. So that's where you know him bringing people in is most valuable. You know what I'm saying? Now, as far as bringing in, if he wanted to create a culture, maybe if that's something he want to do later on, he can have what he got in Atlanta that's already built up, and he got that huge community there. Yeah. That if he if he comes to Huntsville, now they can be more inclined to a lot of more people can be more inclined to get involved because he got this big brand over here already. Yeah, is now, that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like. A, Go back to networking, bro. Like me networking here, like Huntsville is not a super small city, but it's small. And I and I and I try to apply this formula not just to Huntsville, but any city. Like, and it's it's still small on a big scale when you're trying to hop in. And I'm speaking particularly from a music perspective, not any other business. Okay, I got you, I got you, you know what I'm saying? So this is just me from my perspective. So it's like it's it doesn't seem as small until you start going other places and you'd be like okay when i'm walking up the street you know what i'm saying i'm accessible to it's so many more people that are accessible and granted you i i this, this is somewhat contradicting to my digital space i mean being your digital presence statement but it's like at the same time if me as a dj i got a studio it's gonna be a lot easier for me to get somebody to pull up to Atlanta than Huntsville. No, for sure. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Right. No, so sure. it's like my network just expands. And if I got somebody want to fly across the country to pull up on me, they're going to pull up there first. They'll be like, oh, you in Atlanta? Okay. It doesn't, I, I never would ever, ever in my life go move somewhere and try to claim that I'm in Atlanta. No, I'm still, when people ask me when I'm in, like, and I'm in Atlanta a lot now. So it's like, where you from? I'm from Alabama. They hear it though. You know what I'm saying? You hear it in my voice, bro. I'm I'm from I'm I'm not country. I'm just southern, but yeah. like you hear the Alabama in my in my accent. So it's like, you know, it's it, it, it's 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 pros and cons of both. Like yeah. building something from the ground up and actually being a pioneer for something, that takes a lot of work. It does. And it's and it's and it's huge. Like if you if you like if you want to commit to that and really do that, that's a big thing. For me, it's just like I just look at for at Huntsville's music scene versus other other cities, I just be like, for me, it's like Huntsville got that small town, that crab in the bucket mentality. Not saying it's like it's not like that in other places, or it's not like that in Atlanta to some extent, but it's like that crab in the bucket is still hindered. We don't have that show love, get love mentality as of yet collective. Mm. And the city too small Jeez. for us not to have that. Like in my opinion, like oh, yeah, for sure. everybody no, familiar, right it's too many familiar faces of walking around here for you not to throw a oop to every person you get a chance. You feel me? And it's because we want to. I feel like we glorify the hood stuff a little bit too much here. And it's not even that hood. Once yeah. you actually right, go bro. like out, yeah. bro. Because right. when I first came to Huntsville, I'm like, "This is what y'all call projects." Bro, when I was in Atlanta. <laughs> I was like, I'm here. This is crazy. Yeah, like over there in Morehouse, this is the hood, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get robbed on campus, son. <laughs> yeah. It will happen to you. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't saying you was claiming Atlanta. Yeah. I was just saying, like, I guess I'm a dreamer, I guess. Like, my vision is like, I definitely see there's some talent musically in Huntsville. Right. right. It's not as much as Atlanta. Right. Mobile got a big movement right now. Right. But there is talent in Huntsville mm -hmm. artistically, not even just music wise. Like, there's artists in a bunch of different creative spaces. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And if people were showing more love, I feel like they could start at least start the culture because I feel like it, it's like a compounding effect. If we could get the ball rolling a little bit, yeah, it'd be something there, yeah. and, something. And that's and that's because you're dealing, with, and that's where it, it literally become a numbers game. I, I'd be big on a numbers game, like you playing with very limited people, like in general, mm. like you know what I'm saying. You you already got a limited number, so it's like it's people out there that supporting. It's just you got so few to work with. You know what I'm saying? That's that's why I'm just like that's why I broke it down. Like you got think you got two hundred thousand people now. How many people? Maybe in the in the seventeen to twenty eight range that you might need, you might have ten to fifteen thousand. 
of the people that actually would genuinely support and actually would like to support, you might have that many. And now how many of them you going to actually get to do it? You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of hard because they worried about going somewhere else themselves or yeah. they more willing to support somewhere else just because the overall scene is just not there. Like people say it all the time, there's nowhere to go out here. And it's just like. Do you think it's possible, like say we got the talent to start supporting each other, especially like in different, because we got a lot of athletes and stuff. Maybe if the athletes and the some of the rappers, maybe they got together and started uh, supporting each other. I don't know if that would work necessarily, but. Uh, I mean, you, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. You know, I I had thoughts for it, but it's 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 just it's tough. Like it's it's years down the road. Like it's just years down the road, in my opinion. It's just years because it's just it's gonna take one. It's gonna take somebody to blow. Somebody. It's gonna take somebody to blow and just pull back up. Yeah, yeah, you know it's gonna. Saying? They can't just go though. Yeah. They can't leave. Yeah, they had to pull back up though. No, they have to come back. Like, I, it's it's gonna be hard to blow because if even if the whole city supporting you, you still gonna need some more. But I feel like with social media, the internet nowadays, you if you get the city supporting you, even if it's not a big space, as far as the numbers, the money, the attention, if the talent good enough, I feel like the outside world at least look and give. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't got to completely be right. from the city. You know what I'm right. saying? It's not. It's not gonna be Atlanta. Atlanta been like 20 years strong killing right. stuff. It's right. not gonna be that. But I look at say like, look at Houston, like uh, like Houston Trill like was real jumping like maybe early 2000s. It kind of mm-hmm. fell off. ASAP brought some uh, more light to it. Mm-hmm. Kind of fell off a little bit again. Then like Megan Thee Stallion kind of came up. It's not like a strong Houston. But Houston's got a culture, you know what I'm saying? Houston got a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, facts. Back to what you said. Houston facts. got a lot of people. You're right, you're right, you're right. Houston got, got a lot of people, people bro. Like, you're right. Houston got a lot right. of people, bro. Yeah. When you do more people, and, and that's why I, feel, I won't necessarily say that we got crap. I just feel like we're just dealing with limited people. Yeah, you said and that. The numbers just ain't there. So it's just like, oh, they don't like us, but it's like, they do, but. It's not as many people as you think that's here that you need to be here. That's yeah. the thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like anybody over 30, 40, I mean, I want to say 30. I'll say 35 and up. It's going to be kind of hard to get that flowing right now. For you sure. know what I'm saying? It's just because it's a different it's a different generation. It's a different way stuff moving, different level of like stuff that they appeals to them. It's just going to be hard to get that level of involvement and support. You know? Got you. So, Heard. Yeah, that's that's a major key though. Like the support as far as in this city is trash. So <laughs> it's like man, it's we gotta figure something out. And it's like you saying limited people as far as bodies, but also mindset mm-hmm. limited as well. So it's that's gonna be tough. Yeah, I feel it. It's gonna be tough, man. I guess sticking to music for a little bit longer. I know you said you're a big R and B guy. Like your R and B playlist is like yo, yeah, yo, yo, go to yeah. So, so what's some of your like favorite artists? We do like a little top five segment. Top five, top five, top favorite five. artists. Yeah. All See, time. I hate this question because with me, like, I'm very big on like mood when it comes to music. So it's like, yeah. Honestly, my top five changes so frequently. Like, if I had to pick artists that I listen to the most, and it's not even my top, like, this literally is not my favorite artist. Like, Currency is probably my most listened to artist. But the reason he's my most listened to artist is because his music is easy on the ears. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to get tired of the music because from from a production standpoint, like, he going to have heavy samples. Um. Like he gonna lock, he gonna he gonna lock in with Cardo, he gonna lock in with Harry Fraud, he gonna lock in with a lot of producers that's gonna give him some smoke, and it's like at that point he just gonna flow on the beat and just it's, it just that's where it comes in to as an artist is like okay I'm finna leverage what I can do the best you know what I'm saying so it's like I don't gotta have the the best rhymes the best flow but when I come in how how well can I mess with my producer and produce some heat so it's like. Currency is probably my most listened to artist, but I wouldn't say he's my favorite. I mean, of course, you got to put Drake up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. go and put Drake. Let's go and put Wayne. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Now, now it's just like after them, it's kind of like, how do I feel today? You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm going to put 
crit up there for me. All right. I'm going to put, put crit up there for me. Um, said crit, yeah. Yeah. Let's see who else I got that I'm going to just put up there. Because it's like I'm Jay-Z's up there, but it's like I'm not listening to that. Yeah, feel I feel me? you on that. He, like, so I, I'm going to put Ross up there. Ross? Two Chains, Future. Well, baby, now of course you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's yeah. I'm putting baby on there. Um, You be listening to Larry June now. I know you said Carter. Yeah, I'm putting June on there. I mean, I I, is a top ten. Yeah, I be be iffy (laughs) on. Like talking about music. Yeah, I be iffy on June sometimes. You do? Yeah. But I mean, I rock with him. I rock with his vibe right now. Yeah, he he one of those. I be iffy on his tracks. You feel me? But I say they're my top. Yeah, if I just had to put a top five, then I'm just it's, it's gonna be Wayne Drake. Create chains and future. Okay. Yeah. I'll so say that. Would you I, say you definitely like you more about the beat? Like you could listen to the beat without the lyrics sometimes or uh, yeah. I mean it's I'm just a overall like I just need some good music, bro. Like sometimes like if I want to hear some lyrics, I'm gonna listen to Crit, you know, Kendrick. You know, I, I got my artists that I go listen to for lyrics. And that's and I have a and that's why I hate when people debate on music. Be like, oh, he garbage. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't listen. You got to listen to each artist with a different ear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't listen to, I don't listen to the same, like, two chains. I'm not going to listen to him the same ear that I listen to Cole. Like, I'm just not going to hear that. Like, I already know what I'm going. I'm, this is what I'm listening to him for. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when people sit here and say, uh, so-and-so garbage, sometimes I'm like, bro, no, they're not garbage. They're just doing what they do. You know, they do what they do. 